It's streaming on Netflix uh, class and it has rave reviews. I, for one, really thought it was fantastic. You ought to go and see it. The creator of the show as well as the producer of the show, that's Ashim and Niharika, have joined me. Hi, guys. How are you? Many congratulations. Super series. Absolutely Thank riveting, you. especially for somebody who's not seen the Spanish original. I was obviously living under a rock. I hadn't seen it, but just as well. I enjoyed it even more. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I want to start with actually the music because it's been haunting and it's a sound that I've not heard before. I mean, it's so unfilmy, even unindie in a lot of ways. And these are obviously new discoveries, Nantara and somebody else. So, Ashim, you want to take me through the music piece because it's so wonderful because it's there somewhere in between each episode, pops up at the end. I mean, it just comes in at very, very important points. And yeah, just the sound of the film, the music and who's behind it. Yeah. So the sound of the show for me was extremely important, particularly that it doesn't you know, sound like anything else. It doesn't sound like what we've always heard. And that it represented really the fact that these kids are listening to something completely different, which they are. You know, I started in the late 90s. I started one of the first electronic music collectives in India where, you know, we were, were really interested in what was happening in this underground music scene. And I've kept in touch with a lot of these uh, spaces. And, you know, so I had a lot of access to a whole bunch of kids that were making things in their bedrooms honestly that are on SoundCloud on Bandcamp and these guys don't even have a record deal they're not on Spotify and I thought this could be an amazing opportunity to bring out all of this new music that you don't hear nobody's going to give these guys a chance it was quite a battle honestly to even convince anyone a lot of these guys didn't have publishing rights so you know the Netflix legal teams would be like you know dude this guy doesn't even have like a guy to represent him what do we do so I literally had to call everyone individually and say look I'll get a lawyer to write you your contract or whatever so that we could get this soundtrack so I really appreciate this because actually I don't think there's enough that's been said about the soundtrack and it was quite a battle to get this new sound out there there's a lot of different artists there's even a guy called Janubi Khargosh who's actually Pakistani as well so there's people from all over the place you know literally a guy kid called Young Raj sitting in Hyderabad in his bedroom in his parents house just churning out the fattest amazing sounds you know so thank you for appreciating that because and even the background music the bgm the score uh, yeah there's tubby there's a guy called tubby who worked on it he's he comes from the industry but you know and we fought quite a lot because i said look <laughs> we gotta just hold back the storytelling with the music you know it's already happening with the picture we don't need to keep reinforcing what you're seeing just keep it hold it back. So I think the approach was also not that, you know, what we have generally in our films. It's like something scary, you got the extra scary score on top of it. Something's romantic, you got, it's it's always doubling up everything. So I think we just held it back and we treated, you know, the audience a little bit like, okay, these guys are getting it. We don't have to bang it into them. Yeah. And what I liked is the silences speak a lot. There are lots of places where there's just silence and it just slaps you in the face, which is, which is very nice. Niharika, you know, these are incredibly interesting guys who are behind the writing of this. I mean, uh, there's Devi, Rajesh, Devraj, there's Kersi, Kersi Kambata, a whole bunch of them. I want you to talk about the writing room, the writing team that you have on board, you know, because I don't, like I said, I haven't seen the original Spanish show. And even if it is an adaptation, it can't be anything like the original because you're talking a dialect, which is Hindi and, and English mixed. And especially the parts of Purani Dilli, which has its own leja and its own, own you know, dialect. So talk to me about the writing room, the, the screenplay, the dialogues, all of that. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to start by saying that obviously Oshim was the showrunner 
and he was kind of responsible in ensuring that every department including the writers room the development was like you know very very well overseen so ashim is also part of the writers room he also adapted the screenplay yeah. and it was a very interesting bunch of people obviously we had kersi we had devi who are excellent screenplay writers you know so they they did a fantastic job then we had like Raghav and Kashyap did amazing. Something really, I mean, what they did with the dialogues along with Ashim was fantastic. Because I think even the dialogue in the show is really kind of like you know very interesting. So I think like everybody together they worked very hard. The writers room went on and on. Usually in a series like this, like you have like a limited period of time. You finish with the writers room and then you go into production. Here we were in production and still the writers room was continuing. It was quite something. But finally, we're very happy with like. how it's turned out and whatever everybody's contributed to it it's been amazing you know it's highly entertaining i mean there there's bits of sensuality there's you know lots of risky stuff you know these kids are having a ball of a time and things like that but there's also very subliminal messages about the caste system and the divide between the rich and the poor and the show says it so beautifully the ultra rich don't know a caste i mean for them it's just the rich and the poor and then the underprivileged in this country have to further segregate themselves and things like that and that is so beautifully brought about and that couldn't have been there again in the original show because this kind of the valmiki brothers and things like that is very india specific so talk to me about that i mean that messaging how you kept it running in the background and you obviously purposely wanted it to be very subliminal and just summary simmering there without bringing it into the in the forefront Yeah because finally you know what we're making is a show this is not some propaganda you know it's not a pamphlet or a propaganda like project it's actually just a story about like there is people in india you know yeah ashim you want to add to that like i said there's the entertainment aspect and there's that one so your thoughts on that yeah i mean i think what what nehar is saying is essentially you know like the the critical thing and i think this is also been sometimes a sort of critical take on the shows that oh there's so many themes and you did not explore these themes the reality is that we were not interested to make a show about caste or about homophobia about mm. islamophobia it was just about can we make a show about india now and just deal with stuff that's happening otherwise we see stuff either where caste and class and everything is just erased there's nothing there's no back story there's no name you know you have no sense of where someone comes from or you make a flag waving piece about caste or about homophobia right we don't seem to have something where we can just represent people with their complexities and i think the idea was to not hold back to be honest just to bring in things that we see in everyday life even the caste story which a lot of it i mean has been very much I, my learnings from Niharika because she's been doing a lot of research in this space, and I think for me, like the idea that even the way caste is represented, it's not like the one underdog, right? Even the two brothers have a different take on caste. Sure. One is saying, "Hey, get me out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with this." The other one is saying, "Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm some kind of in his head, some kind of activist." But the brother is like, "You're not really an activist, dude. I mean, you're like a scam, you know." So this complexity, I think, is what I mean. I, that was very important that we represent. in an everyday way without flag waving and it's just an everyday kind of sense of an everyday sense of politics that everybody deals with you know that's very well put because you know i've seen for the lack of any other example a prakash jha film you know where it's very pronounced you know the caste system this there's there you know it just overwhelms you it hits you in the face but like you said these things are happening you've dealt with them and you've you've moved on or it's just simmering there which which i really like niharika i remember deepika padukone telling me during the filming of gehraiya when i did a chat with her saying how having an intimacy coach for love making scenes that was the first time she had an intimacy coach on gehraiya it changed her perspective as an actor and how much it improved performances and how much it made all the parties concerned really really come 
comfortable. You know, because there are so many intimate scenes of, you know, young teenagers, adolescents. I was just wondering if you had an intimacy director on set, who was that and how do you go about that, making all these kids really comfortable with the, with the process? We had somebody called Asta Khanna, who is an intimacy coordinator. She's been doing a lot of stuff. I think she was also the same person that you probably spoke to about Deepika, because she's the first one who's been doing it. You know, I think one part is, of course, having an intimacy coordinator. The other is actually just having trust with your actors. I mean, honestly speaking, just having a conversation where you're not a leering at them b you're not making a space that's unsafe for people to feel secure you clear the set you you have conversations saying this is what we want to shoot you tell them what you're doing in advance so people know you know there's lots of stories about actors just coming on set and being told you know this is what you have to do right now and there's like 200 guys standing there and i think the point is preparing people for what they're going to get into they know the script this is how we're going to shoot it this is the angle you know so i think it's also just about being kind of respectful you know that people are they're not to cattle to be herded into something you have a conversation and if someone's uncomfortable you have that possibility you say i'm not comfortable with this can we do it like that and there's so intimacy coordinator is one thing and of course yeah now we're all into the intimacy coordinator moment in bollywood but at the same time even as a maker you know you have to have some kind of sensibility of you know how do you do this kind of stuff especially with younger people who could it could be misconstrued you know how it is on the internet something is grabbed yeah. something is there's a still grab it's and you, you're responsible as a maker to these kids well i, I certainly have to say this you made stars I out of most them most of the actors were actually calling for ashim you know rishi would be surprised <laughs> most of the actors were actually just wanting to have ashim on set every time there was an intimate scene they're like we don't want anybody else just like get ashim to direct us please wow. like really we just want him on set so wow. yeah most and girls boys everybody they just wanted ashim on set when they they're like we're not going to shoot these scenes unless ashim is on set that also has a lot to do with the fact that when someone's doing a kissing scene right and they may not be doing the best possible version of it you don't do like 20 <laughs> takes right you just don't do 20 takes man you take the third take and that's it dude we got, got something let's move on you know correct even so, if yeah. it's a sloppy one you just move on yeah well yeah, said just, but i have to say that you really made stars out of these kids cuz i went to the netflix office and i did a bunch of interviews with them and a few days later i roll into the lollapalooza festival at the mahalakshmi race course and i see a whole bunch of them out on town partying listening to the imagine dragons and things like that and those kids were getting recognized some of them getting mobbed and you know getting <laughs> selfies Great. and things like that because you would imagine that other than gurfate the others are not that recognized yeah. but you know class had already broken and you know they they become it's great it's great man i think you know just having kids cuz it was a like honestly it was a rule and i told this to nehar khan the early i don't care who fights with me on this i'm not putting famous kids in the show man yeah. i'm not doing it yeah. with famous kids and that was just god blush i'm not doing the show i'm not going to direct it if it's going to be like a bunch of kids that we already know and who come with all this baggage so i think it's beautiful to see you know these kids have become so confident you should have seen them when they first came in they didn't look anything like this i mean they were like you know they had a major makeover done on but they're all amazing kids you know yeah Oh, yeah, now they have the requisite swag for B town. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can teach. They can teach people yeah. how to do that. I'm just curious to know if any of you, which is Uniharika or you or Shim or any of the writers, went to boarding schools. Because I'll tell you where I'm coming from. I didn't go to one, but in Bombay during the summer holidays, when you went down in the building to play cricket. it's the doskos the velamites people who went to doon and dosko and musuri were the cool kids they'd be in town for two months you know they all the girls would be gushing over them if they were guys then the guys would be gushing over them the girls they were well spoken and you know you could tell that 
so-called pedigree, but they also had a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I see a lot of those kids in Hampton International like that. So I don't know, boarding school background, you Ashim? I did go to boarding school and I went to an international boarding school where I've seen some stuff like this. Okay, so I obviously not to the degree. Let's be fair, not to the degree of crazy rich billionaire kids in Delhi. But yes, you know this vibe. And, and I Ashim, think, yeah, you I did go to a South Bombay school. I went to a South Bombay school. I went to cathedral. I went to cathedral, which is which is honestly looks like a middle class school compared to Hampton International. I have to say, but I did have some of these experiences. I mean, there was motivation from my school days to. Make something like this. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you know, Oshim said it himself, Niharika. You're the one who did a lot of research on this, and really, a lot of people are going to be asking questions about how much of reality there is. I mean, it's scary if you have kids. I have two little ones, and I'm going. You know, one's ten, the other's three, going on four. <laughs> what are they going to turn out to be? I mean, all the stuff that parents go through. But how real was the research? How much of cinematic liberty did you take, Niharika? Well, I mean, look at everything that's happening around us today. You know, look at just the news. Look at like you can just like Google like you know scandals in schools. You know, usage of marijuana, usage of all sorts of substances. This is what's happening around us. Let's like come on, like let's not shy away from reality. Yeah, wake up and smell the coffee. Uh, yeah. Let mm. Let's talk about mental health. I mean, Oshin has a daughter. She has a you know a, a full time mental health specialist. in school all the time there's a reason why these things are happening there's a reason why these things exist so this show is extremely contemporary and anybody who thinks this is far away from reality is i would say just not very exposed to what's really happening around them you know because see india or india is a very big country you know there are many indias within india you know many many indias it's a massive massive place with a diverse like group of people and there are all kinds of people who are having all sorts of experiences just because we are not privy to some of them does not mean they don't exist they're there you want a lot of kids who are in the show the ones who are cast one of the directors they come from these backgrounds they've gone to schools like this they have friends like this it's not just the research that we've done yes of course we've done a lot of research and development to kind of make the show but other than that there are like people who worked on the show who have had similar lives you know Oshim, I also love the whole texture of it in the sense that you know when you're filming the Hampton National or when you're filming the Tony Rich kids in their homes, and suddenly when you go to the Valmiki's house or when you go to Purani Delhi where Farooq and Sharan kind of meet and things like that, it's almost as though it flips over. You know, so just your production design, your cinematographer. You know, if you could shout out, tell us who they are. So I mean, you know, we had five DOPs. It was shot during a pandemic, so it was literally like five DOPs. So, but but what's really great is that you know when you watch it, it just feels very consistent. And it I does. think that's because in my mind, it was very clear. The the vision in my mind was very clear of this world. And when I was writing, and I already knew, you know, I said, look, the school needs to look like this. I know those rich houses, kind of. I've seen because I shoot commercials. I've shot a couple mm. of commercials in houses like that. I'm like, what about that? kind of house remember when we went there got that can we get those guys to give us their house for a month you know like so essentially you know i was kind of aware of the spaces that we'd get in delhi and the contrast in delhi are incredible between sort of like you said purani delhi and you see some of the gurga houses you see the farm houses so i felt like you know one of the things that the original show didn't do and most definitely most indian films and series don't do is that they don't get into space they don't get into the immersive quality of the world and that's very important for all my work like whether it's daddy or whatever i've made it's always had this world 
you know, in it. So I felt the world is really important, not just faces, not just close ups of people talking to each other, but, you know, where do they go? Where do they, where do they hang out? What are the lanes like? Where do they work? So, so that was very important in terms of the atmosphere of it, not just narrative and dialogue. My last question is going to be the most difficult one. I mean, I've, I've got favorites, characters. <laughs> I love Anjali Sivraman's character. I love that guy. Who plays Bali Kyawal Singh? Yeah. He's hilarious, <laughs> man. And and of course Madhyama who plays Sabha. You know, those would be my favorites. Do you have favorites or are you like a father who can't choose between his children or shim? I'm a father, man. I'm a father. I can't do it. I can't do it. They're all ugly in all in some ways, and yet I love them all. <laughs> yeah. Niharika, you want to take that? Do you have favorites? No, it's very difficult. I spent months like casting each character. I did so much of work. I uh, did so much of work to kind of like make sure that they were trained. They had like a good acting coach. They had, you know, like all the support. They were styled well. They had like, they got into their characters. It did so much of work through three years. How can you have any favorites? They're like, you just feel like proud parents when you see them today. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Class yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. It's streaming now. Please go give it a lot of love. I highly advocate you guys uh, go and watch it. Oshim, thank you very much. Niharika, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.